All right. Welcome back. We're back. It's me. It's Jesse Humphrey. It's after the gig. Uh, long hiatus over the summer. Big news. If you didn't already know from watching either a live stream or whatever, or, or seeing me on Facebook or whatever, Genevieve and I have purchased a home after two and a half long years of looking. It's been, oh, it was a wild ride, but there's a lot of work to be done. I found a new passion as a woodworker, <laughs> basically just cleaning up and, and uh, doing projects around the house, building shelves, building some furniture. I built a bed. I built a bed for our spare bedroom, and our uh, and my mother-in-law is going to be coming over from Ireland for a couple of months, but I have an office, I have the space, and uh, here I am. I'm back, baby. I'm back. But we have a lot of things to get through today. Today on the show, I have uh, Ryan Muir, who is a good friend of mine. He's from Rhode Island. His twin brother, Justin, was on the show uh, a, a while ago. I actually don't even remember which episode that is. You can look it up. But uh, Justin was a photographer, is a photographer, and his brother, Ryan, they're in the band Monty R.I. together, formerly... Actually, I think it's it, it ended as just Monty, and then before that it was Monty R.I., and then before that it was Monty's Fan Club. And they did Warp Tour. They, they did a ton of touring. They were such a great band. And uh, before the pandemic, we were able to, uh, or, or the band was able to do a reunion show at the Strand Ballroom in Providence, in which I played drums to open the show with Dan Mills, singer-songwriter Dan Mills. And uh, that was right before the pandemic. But now that we're back, I wanted to speak with, I, I wanted to talk with Ryan for a while now because Ryan pursued a career in, uh, in education as a music teacher. And it's crazy. It's crazy to think. Like, I don't know if any of you guys are teachers out there. I learned something insane that happens every year to Ryan. He gets fired every year because of his seniority. And I could be, uh, we talked about this a while ago, so I could be getting a little bit wrong, but he gets fired every year and then rehired. And this is something that the superintendent of the school district that he's in uh, does or has to do. And it's based off of seniority. And like, if someone gets hired, the next person that gets hired that's younger than him, that has less seniority than him, then that person will get fired and he doesn't have to deal with that stuff. I think it's absolutely insane that the education system does this to people. He's he's like the school's, the high school's music teacher, and he technically gets fired every year. Like, how can you live your life I mean, he, he knows it's coming. You see, you you hear in this interview, he's very like, yep, I'll get fired. And then I'll get a bunch of people will complain. I'll get rehired. But it happens every single year. You should never have to like deal with that. Um, I've seen, I think it was in, uh, we, we talk about this as well in the interview, but we, um, they did the Berkeley Chorus Festival. I, I'm probably getting that wrong. Uh, it might've been the Jazz Festival, but it's just the... Um, you know, they have jazz bands and then choirs and stuff. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not exactly... I can't remember if the, they're two separate things or the same thing. But anyway, I saw his first thing and his kids love him. He does such a great job and he has such a passion for it and a passion for music. 
it's just um it just really bums me out that the education system puts such a low value on the arts and music to the point where they literally fire the music teacher every single year. And I'm sure the baseball coaches and any any of the uh, sporting faculty or the coaches for any or any of the sports and stuff never have to deal with any of that stuff. And, um, you know, we talk about on the episode and how how important the arts are. And it's it's just so sad that not enough people are fighting for it. It has so many things, so many benefits besides besides just playing an instrument. You know, it, it's been proven to make kids better at math and science and I mean, I can speak from my own personal experience. I have, I have made lifelong friends in band and in bands, and whether they are playing music or not, now it doesn't matter. It's like, it's like going to camp every every class. It's like you just make you're in a you're in a situation where you're playing music together. You have a shared experience. It's not the same as sitting in a classroom, but you're doing something. You're learning something. You're you're learning how to to work together with other people and it's accountability you're getting taught something that if you're not learning your part you don't practice your part you affect the entire room and i can't think of anything that's more valuable of a lesson to learn than that so i'm going to go out on a limb and say i think it's fucking stupid that this happens i think it's wrong so let's let's start uh let's not fire the music teachers every year or the lower seniority people however this stupid shit works in schools how about we focus on hat like taking care of the teachers and and creating a better environment for education for young people it's it's absolutely ridiculous anyway so Ryan's going to be on the show in a moment, but I just wanted to get a few, uh, get through a couple of things. Tomorrow night, uh, I'll be playing at the Sinclair in Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, the greater Boston area with Carbon Leaf. So we'll be there. I'm very excited. I fucking love playing the Sinclair. I love it. I love it so much. Glad we get to do it every year. I never take that for granted. Um, and it, it, it's going to be a really fun time. So if you're listening to this and you're not sure whether you want to get a ticket or if you uh, have never seen Carbon Leaf and you want to come out and have a great night and listen to some great music, come on out. Have a listen. Um, it's going to be really fun. And then uh, Saturday night, I'll be at World Cafe Live, which is a very similar room, holds a very special place to me. Uh, I got to play there with Love in Stockholm back in the day. It was one of the bigger rooms that we ever got to play as a band, and it was very exciting. And I get to do that every year, which is super fun, and and I also don't take that for granted. So looking forward to being in Boston, uh, in Cambridge, and in Philly this weekend. So the other thing I wanted to talk about, I have a lot, a lot of stuff, a lot of gripes. Um, There's a band here that I saw on facebook that did a sponsored post 
And, oh, man, I got to bring it up here. Hang on. Bear with me. Bear with me. They're called the Bobby Lees. And I like the name because Bobby Lee is a fantastic comedian. I think he's hilarious. Hosts a podcast called Tiger Belly. Um, But this band um, put out an announcement, and it was a sponsored post. There's no other reason why I would have seen it. Um, But they had something interesting to say. Uh, I'm going to read their post. Maybe not the whole thing. um, But it's about the current state of the music industry, Spotify streaming, and... uh, stuff like that so the bobby lees hi everybody we have an announcement we're gonna finish out this year playing the shows we have booked and then we're taking a break and we're not sure when or if we'll be playing again open door the reason we need to step back is because of the current state of the music industry it is now set up in a way that makes it almost impossible for bands like us to economically sustain We're not sure what a band of our size can do, but we want to share one idea we have in case someone reading this has any power to initiate the kind of change needed to restore value to music. That's part one. The main issue seems to be Spotify and streaming. We've been on their playlists, and while they've created a system which people like us, uh, in which people like you know, in brackets, including us. Ultimately, it has caused a lot more harm to good than good because it has reduced the value of music to almost nothing. It's wild most people are comfortable spending three to five bucks on a cup of coffee today, but they no longer want to spend that same amount on an album they listen to uh, often because streaming has set a shitty standard most of us have accepted. Bands our size barely make anything from Spotify payouts, Worst off, they've made, al- uh, they've made algorithms and streaming numbers become more important than how something makes you feel. The current mentality seems to be... This, I think this is the last part. And, uh, no, it's second to last. The current mentality seems to be, well, that's just the way it is now, which we can't accept. Nothing changes by people saying that's just the way it is. The only solution we see... Uh, is if a large group of more established artists get together and demanded a higher payout rate for everyone, not just for themselves. Another solution is finding a way for music to be paid for again. That's never going to happen. If bigger artists refuse to let, uh, let music be consumed for almost free, it would probably trickle down and help the rest of us. Music is truly our medicine, and we don't want to see what we love become obsolete because no one can afford to make quality records or tour anymore. For us, it's happening now. So we felt we had to say something. <clears throat> if this helps start a conversation or initiate change, that would be amazing. If not, we felt we needed to say it anyway. In case this is just for us, or in case this is it for us, we want to sincerely thank you guys for all your support over the last seven years to everyone that's joined us at a show, bought an album or a t-shirt, told a friend, thank you. This band gave us a purpose when we desperately needed one, and you've, been, uh, and you've all been a huge part of that. We're a little freaked out by stopping, about stopping, but we know this is what we have to do. 
as it stands now. Our final show will be uh, the Northeast this month, um, three last California dates next month, and 1220 New York City at Bowery Ballroom. We hope to see you there. In love and service, the Bobby Lees. So there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if quitting is the answer, if the band means so much to you. And this is this is well said about the music industry and about Spotify and streaming and stuff like that. But maybe maybe they should be pressing on and making it their their plan to uh, to to spark up this conversation because there is. Listen, musicians and artists, they want to create their art and they do it to connect with people. And a lot of times they do it selfishly to um to create their, to build their legacy, to leave something behind. Um, so they're not forgotten about. And that, I guess it's, I guess it's selfish, but selfish not in a, in a bad way because a lot of people get a lot of stuff out of a lot of different types of music, but seven years they've been on the road. Seven years is not a long time for a band to be a band. And from what I'm seeing from like photos and what they're playing, they're playing Bowery Ball and playing a lot of cool stuff. They're doing pretty fucking well um, as, as a band. And, you know, yes, it's frustrating, but listen, music has been going down this road for a long time with streaming services and everything. Yeah. Artists are not getting paid. And what's happening is a corporation like Spotify is taking, I mean, I pay, I think I pay 14 bucks a month for the Spotify family plan. So I'm buying an album a month, basically, to be able to stream whatever I want. And what's happening is, is you know, there isn't, there isn't enough money going back to the artists for the, for the plays that they get, for the streams that they get. And what are the, whatever the rate is or whatever it's other people's Spotify's making money off of other people's art. Spotify is giving them a platform for anyone at any time to be able to listen to them anywhere. And that is huge. You can share something easy, you know, easier than you ever have before, but to make fractions of a, of a cent or whatever it is, I don't have that information in front of me to make that amount of money off of a stream and have, you know, the top people at Spotify fucking being millionaires or billionaires. Let's look up how much the CEO of Spotify is worth. And I'm not saying anything about building a business and like creating this incredible thing that's changed the world. And I'm not saying that that person shouldn't be compensated uh, uh, fairly. I mean, I'm, I'm for cap. I mean that if that guy didn't exist, Spotify wouldn't exist. So let's type this in. How much is the CEO of Spotify worth? Okay. Mr. Daniel Eck, he's worth 2.9 billion billion with a B US dollars. Holy fuck balls. That is a lot of money. Has he ever written a song? No, probably not. I holy shit, dude. I mean, three billion dollars, and 
you know, I don't, let's look up what what uh what the streams are for the Bobby Lees. I mean, holy butts, that is a lot of money to be worth to, you know, I mean, how many people are working for that company? That just seems like an astronomical amount of money. But the thing is, this is what happens with corporations. They you sent and and especially with with the pay with the subscription model. You pay for you pay for Spotify. You pay for um, you pay for uh, Apple TV. You pay for Netflix. Hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of dollars, um, whatever whatever it may be, and that like everybody's doing that. It's so much, and then and then companies are like are fucking crazy when like I, I can't believe that anyone believes them when they say like oh well we're going through tough times yeah it's because the fucking billionaire lost a million dollars or something it's it's absolutely insane there's too much value put on that stuff and it needs to be spread out or there needs to be some kind of um regulation as far as what the music is worth the piece of the pie needs to get bigger for the people actually creating the art. There's obviously a reason why the company is worth so much money. It's because people like to use it. Because people love music. People need art. People need to have this this connection with other people. And music is the thing that bridges that. So who is fucking worth the money? It's the artists. And yes... Obviously, Dan, uh, Daniel Eck deserves to be a very wealthy person. But if he didn't have the musicians, if he didn't have the artists, if we didn't have the arts, he would be nothing. Absolutely nothing. So let's look up the Bobby Lees. The Bobby, I said Booby Lees, Bobby Lees. All right, artists, it's going to be like... Listen, so they have a song. They have a song here that has 1.5 million million streams. That is wildly successful. That is really, really great. And that came out in 2020. So their latest release, um, there's nothing on their top five or whatever on Spotify that has anything that high, but everything else, nothing even comes close to this song. That's number one. It's called gutter milk. and has one point. It has 1,460,798 streams. It's very, uh, it's a lot of streams. So, I mean, it's not Taylor Swift. It's not like whatever, which is like billions or whatever, but that's a lot of fucking people listening to your song. And it's a one minute, 29 Whoa, it's one minute, 29 seconds long. They have a lot of short songs. There's a song called Me Likes. Maybe they suck. I don't know. I've never heard them. I'll listen to them later. But one song is 141, 136. Damn. One one minute, 30 second song. Got 1.5 million. Maybe someone just had it on repeat or something because you can play that pretty quick. So anyway. I think it's, I think it's crazy that it, it, it's wrong. It's wrong that the top are making 
as much as they are. It's bananas. It's absolutely bananas. Yes, they all deserve to be very wealthy. They created something that is is changed the world. That's incredibly important. I I use Spotify every single day, every single day. And that's all I'm going to speak about right now because that's, you know, the world I'm in, that's the podcast, it's a music podcast. But it's fucking got to change. They're right. They're right about a lot of it. I don't think they should give up. I think what they've done is wildly successful and it sounds like they need it. Who knows? I hope that they don't actually like hate each other and just using this as an excuse. That is, you know, that's speculation. But they're right, man. Like you got to, these artists should not be like, if you have 1.5 people listening to 1.5 million people listening to your song and you're, you're selling out spots like the Bowery ballroom and you're, you're doing merch sales, then, then you should, you should be able to, to live, you know, that's important. We need to put more value on those types of things on the arts. It's fucking crazy. What else is there value? What is it all? Just like take, take, take how much fucking insane money can billionaires make? How corrupt can the politicians get? How in the pockets can, can like these corporations be? It's, it's wildly insane. It's absolutely insane. So if anybody, like, I can't, and the thing is, I can't even imagine someone that disagrees with that. I can't even imagine. And I know that there are. There's plenty. But it's crazy. It's so nuts. Um, and one of the things I said in this interview with Ryan, which we'll get to, <laughs> I promise we're going to get to it, is that, you know, I don't know anybody that's playing sports anymore, that's playing professional sports. And only thing I, I know that it teaches uh, people is it teaches parents how to be fucking insane. I have sat through so many, so many games. Uh, you know, I've sat through my nephew's games and I see parents on both sides, the coaches just, you know, and my brother is, is my nephew's, his son's uh, coach. And he, and he gets, he gets worked up. He's super competitive, but I will say he, he is construction, constructive, in what he's doing. He loves the game. He knows how to play the game. And he's trying to teach kids playing baseball how to play the game. Parents in the stands are just fucking insane. They're crazy. Absolutely crazy. And they need to chill out. It's fucking kids. Yeah, winning's fun. Winning's a lot more fun than losing. But holy fuck, dude. It's absolutely crazy. But anyway, let's let's focus on music and teachers and how important that they are. And uh, without further ado, we are going to finally get to this interview in this episode with the great Ryan Muir. Enjoy. All right. 
All right, we're doing it. Podcast. Podcast time. Uh, it's uh, what's the name of it again? After the gig. After the gig. I knew that. You're a big fan. Yeah. No, no I listen. <laughs> when it first started, I listened a bunch. My mom listens, mm-hmm. uh, but I listened to, to the first, you know, handful, and then I'd always it's it's in my Spotify. I remember when <coughs> when I'm I huge talk, fan when I talked to Justin. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm talking to Justin and not the music guy. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But Justin's, that's cool. It's like I a got different, super, I got super into photography. Yeah. He's for, awesome. For a while. Yeah. I'm still really into it, but, um, I just, I had finally mustered up the courage to like get a camera and actually like take photos and, you know, do some, do some stuff, go out there and try to like take some nice photos and put them out there for people to see. Yeah. Cause I was always so nervous that people like your brother and like <laughs> Sasha would see them be like, oh, yeah, we're, we're friends with like two of the best. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's like, maybe you should stick to music. You'd be, <laughs> you'd be the perfect person to say that. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. It was, it was awesome. It was a fun co- conversation. I, uh, yeah, enjoyed. Justin and I have like, you know, we have similar skills, but like his photography is something I, I possess. Similar to look too. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I possess none of that skill yeah. in photography. He's just really good. When did you, um, so you're a music teacher. I'm a music teacher. When um, did you decide that you wanted to do that and not like so I got my play de- out a bunch? Like, cause you were playing. Yeah, I got my degree know. before, while we were, you know, we tore summers. And so I got my degree and Justin and I got to finish our degrees before we started touring full time. Okay. So I knew, you know, before the band did anything, I knew that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to you be, guys a, got I to wanted finish? to be a band teacher. Yeah. You guys got to finish your degrees before you guys started doing all that touring. Yeah. So we would tour the summers and then we graduated in Oh three. Okay. Or Oh four, Oh three or Oh four. And, um, our my last year we is when we wrote our record and we lived together and so I didn't live at in, in Connecticut where I was going to school so we wrote our record while I was kind of going to school and I was student teaching so it wasn't mm-hmm. like a lot of classes mm-hmm. I didn't really take it seriously so you know so that last year was like writing getting ready for the road and then as soon as I graduated that's when we started full, okay full time were you like so this if this doesn't work out yeah well it was more like we weren't big enough to stop and right. and so then just making sure. Oh, it might. Do I need to get closer? No, no, you're. Oh, fine. okay. It's actually more me. Hey, hey, hey. Nothing to derail the story, like. No, no. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah. So then we, we weren't. We just weren't ready to go full time because we weren't ready. Right. You know. Um, and then we were. We got an offer. And then the guys either had to quit school. So they're two years younger than us. Was this like the Island Def Jam thing? Uh, yeah, it's called Stolen Transmission. Stolen Transmission. Yeah, indie, right. re- indie record. Indie label under Island. Okay. So run by people. Because that like, happened later. Yeah, so it was like run by... Yeah, that happened later. But yeah, right. We we toured before we got signed. So we were... It was like all in, we're ready. Yeah. After we graduated. And the guys here was like, you have to quit school. So they quit two years early. Mm-hmm. They all did. They're doing fine now. They didn't need it. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then that's then we started doing. And then we toured through 2011, uh, and I I wanted to. I, I went back and forth. I was really tired of touring and really tired of the road, and was like, I don't want to do this ever again. How long of a period were you guys going hard? Yeah, oh, I mean, oh four to oh three to oh, the end of ten, and right into eleven. So yeah. December, it's a long time. December of t- 2010. 
And you guys are out there how how, how many months out of the yeah, year? Yeah, like nine months out of the year. That's so much. Yeah, and then we took time off to write the second record probably like a year, maybe more. Okay. Terrible timelines. This is like an Andrew Borstein question for all the, like, <laughs> okay. all the timelines. But like we took time off to write the record and we lived in a house together. But even then we were like, that's all we were doing is just writing and yeah. not making money and... Yeah, and it was a lot. So, and then I was 30, and mm-hmm. I we were just going full-time all the time. Mm-hmm. And then Mike quit. Mike, Son of a bitch. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, but then I was, but we were, I was ready to not tour anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. like, I didn't, but, you know, I think, yeah. I well, it yeah. just seems like, just from, like, a, like a fan's perspective, which I was, a big mm-hmm. fan in the band, but, um, uh, am, but, um. Yeah, still are still, still are. actively <laughs> actively the Spotify. I will at one hundred percent go back and I listen. Yeah. I listen to it all the time because yeah. it's really good. Like you guys, you guys built up this thing, Monty's fan club. You mm-hmm. guys had, you know, were popular in high school and in college. You guys were like crushing it, and yeah. then you guys made some really really good like records. Yeah, like, and and they're still fun to listen to now and like. That takes so much effort. Yeah. And like going forward. And plus, if you want to, if you get to that age and you want to start a family and right. stuff. Well, that was the other that. thing. It was like, oh, do we have to do another record right now? Like, mm-hmm. do we have it in it, like the energy to do another record? Right. At that point, we were kind of low, like self, not self esteem, but low in just like our view of what we were doing. We were okay. Like, I don't know. Is this going to just be this for the rest of our lives? Like touring. 300 capacity clubs when we headline and yeah. supporting bands for making, making 200 bucks a night as yeah. the first opener of five or something. Like yeah. That, you know, I well, know. I remember at that point you, you started doing more solo stuff and writing. Yeah. More, right. Cause you did, uh, you did a solo show somewhere mm-hmm. like above hot club or something. Yeah, it was in, a met, wasn't it? The, no, 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 it was, it was an up, it was some upstairs, upstairs venue. Thing, yeah, I, remember and I, I remember Dan was in your band. Yeah. Yep. Dan, and, Justin. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, we took Steve out and yeah. added and added You know, Dan. Steve, we're going to lighten this yeah, up. These are the only musicians I needed. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only musicians I knew. So I was like, I guess you have to be in my band. Uh, yeah, I wrote a whole record, never put it out. It's exi- You never put it out? Nope. It exists on a, on a MacBook and a hard drive okay. that's in my basement. You know, I still have all the songs and I just was never like super, I was happy with it, but I was never like confident enough to put it out. I mm-hmm. wish I had. Um, you know, I've written probably a dozen or so more songs since that, you know, yeah. the last couple of years and I have tons of stuff. Most of them are about my family now and mm-hmm. my kids and, um, I just never put anything out. I have yeah. all the stuff. I just never put it out. I don't know why. Well, that was my next question. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I, again, we were just talking before, before the podcast started about my recording abilities. Mm-hmm. I'm a very novice, you know, I, I, they sound okay, but I just don't have that. I need the next step of someone who knows how to record yeah. to make it sound good. I, I mean, I can make a good demo, but I think that's what it is. It's a demo. Yeah. It's, it's not. And it's, it's just, it's crazy. It's like, even when, even when I'm recording here, like you said, Oh, this sounds, this sounds, sounds clear and different, but like I hear, mm-hmm. and then I'll record with carbon leaf. I'm like, how are you doing? Yeah, how you are know, you getting this? Right, right. How are you getting this sound? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you make the snare sound that yeah. loud compared to the vocal? And like, yeah. All these little things, and I'm just like constantly telling myself, like, all right, just listen to a bunch of stuff. Like, keep like you know referencing other music, and just try to get it close. Try to do that because I, I have been wanting to release music forever. Yeah, but I've always been either doing 
someone else's projects mm-hmm. or I haven't had the time and yeah. now with the family and everything. Yeah. And Kid, the, my mind with kids were a big thing. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. it's so hard to get the time together to like, mm-hmm. you know, y- your brain is like fried at yep. the end of the day, taking care of, taking care of the kids and stuff. You're just like, all right, how do I get into this? Like, like a creative space to write music or lyrics or it, something. It's like the, you like, all right, you have two hours, uh, get Go. creative and then you have to like, be done yeah but you only have two hours and the hours are 10, 10 to midnight, to midnight right? <laughs> and, and for me you know teaching music is a double-edged sword i love my job mm-hmm. i really do and like really love what i do but i teach music all day long mm-hmm. i'm behind a piano all day i sing all day i i'm teaching uh production i do all these things in a day and then i get home and i'm like okay i don't want to do that stuff anymore right now right and so i struggle with that too i'm creative during the summer more because i'm not doing that right but it's like music is all i do every day do you do any summer programs for the no i i I make sure to not do any teaching during the summer okay i because i need that time to yeah not do that i became a teacher to have the summer to have the summers off right so i try to enjoy my summers as much as i can that's cool i Saw you guys uh, perform to the the choir um, for the Berkeley. Was it the Berkeley, Berkeley Jazz Festival? Berkeley Jazz Festival. Yeah, that was let me my first year, second year at that school. And that was the first time I'd seen you like in like as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And the kids that you have, like, it reminded me of a lot of how how. I felt being in band at mm-hmm. West and stuff and that kind of crew, like you could tell they're all oh, yeah. super close, yep. like they love you and yeah. like, and how, um, you know, and even going to the Monte RI reunion show, you could see the all kids, students all the students there, there yeah, just yeah. like crushing it, you know, they, it trickles down every year and they're, and now every year they'll be asking for a reunion show that yeah. probably won't happen. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, it's cool. And I ended up in the choir world just by mistake. And it's because I was a band guy. It's mm-hmm. just like we were all in band. Um, and then, But I'm happy I did because I really, I, I couldn't picture myself being a band teacher. Um, oh, yeah. I really. couldn't do it, yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, I just, you know, I think the, being in the in Monty and singing and, you know, that, that being my main thing, songwriting, singing and playing, mm-hmm. and then that going away when you become a band teacher. There's no vocal aspect to it at all. Um, and right. I really enjoyed it. But I, again, I, I wasn't qualified to be a choir teacher when I, when I first started. Don't tell anybody. Uh, <laughs> and so I just happened. It was like this really weird. I should probably t- I'm going to tell the story. What's the qualification? So when you go to college, you get a, it's like you get a music degree, music education degree, but you have a, a discipline. You're either a band right. teacher or you're a choir teacher. That's typically how it goes. Okay. Now, when you get out into the world, band teachers teach choir and choir teachers teach band. It's just because it's like right. sometimes you're just needed that. But when you get hired for a specific job, they're like, oh, you went to school to be a band teacher. You're not qualified for this job. We're not going to hire you. Mm-hmm. I got this random gig in Scapoose, Oregon, and they... It was a six-month gig for a choir teacher on maternity leave, hmm. and I didn't have a job in Oregon. We were very poor, and we were living out there, and I just needed a job, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll just apply for a choir job. I don't know nothing about choir. I've never been in a choir. Again, don't tell anybody this. <laughs> uh, uh, so I went and applied for the job, and the high school was going through renovations, Okay, and so there was like, it was just chaos. Yeah. And so the, the print, I walked in, and the principal didn't even remember that there was an interview, and he's like, all right, let's go. And so we went to this room. You're hired. And it was just the principal, <laughs> and if you know anything about public schools, principals know nothing about music, yeah. and so I just, I'm, I 
know about music. I can talk really well about yeah. it. It's like, all right, well, you're going to start. So you ever I, heard of a B flat? Right, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, they didn't even, not even that far. That's, that's too much knowledge for a principal. You know, I just, yeah, anyways, I talked about, you know, playing music as a professional musician. He's like, all right, cool. And so I got the job as a choir teacher and then spent six months trying to figure out how to be a choir teacher. Wow. And what was the first class like? When, uh, so I had like, I think three weeks. Were you and, terrified? Yeah. It was, it was, and it was bad. I'm pretty sure I was terrible. Really? Yeah. It was not good. Um, the kids like, what's going on? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, if I'm good at one thing, it's like relationships with okay. my students. Like yep. I understand, I understand them. Um, but the kids who are really big choir kids, like in their senior year, were like, this guy doesn't seem right. Like something does, <laughs> something off seems here. off. And it was, it really was. Uh, but I, then I joined, I auditioned for the Portland Symphonic Choir. Cool. Um, and I'm a tenor and tenors are like, like unicorns like they don't exist you would you could probably sing tenor i'm a tenor yeah i am a tenor right so you go and if you can stay in pitch and you're a tenor this is like a really good choir Mm -hmm. they're like okay you're a tenor but you're in and they have all these sopranos and altos around you who are just beautiful singers have these vibratos and can do these runs and and i got into this choir which was really awesome that's awesome but it was my first choir i ever was in it was you know half professionals um, you know, I didn't realize that you weren't in choir. Never at, did choir at West or anything. No, nope, never did it. Never. Wow. Yeah, just sang with Monty. So that was my only, wow. only stuff. Yeah. So then, I then that that job led into my other jobs, and then I now I'm now I'm good at what I do. <laughs> now yeah. you figure it all yeah. out. But I didn't tell anybody. I like. I mean, I still really don't tell people that I I didn't do choir and ever. Yeah. But they're finding out now. <laughs> You're sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's too late to do anything about it now. Um. Oh man, that's so that's so interesting. So yeah. how, so you don't do any band stuff no, at all? At nothing. The, oh, that's so weird. I thought the, the choir was like an extra. Nope. The band teacher at my school is a rock star as well. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's like Monty. He is like he just killing it. He's really? awesome. He's an older guy, but he's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do nothing instrumental. I, I play teach piano. Okay. I teach piano, and I next year I'm going to teach guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but choir is my main gig, and I do theater now too. So theater is a big oh, cool. part of my job. As well. I imagine a lot of the kids will are it's like a huge crossover. Yeah. Um, what uh, do you have like a certain approach or anything when you're teaching? When like yeah, just your, your teaching approach. Like, do you have like uh, only do things I like? I just want to okay. Pick, I only do thing. Only pick music and stuff that I like and love. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I try not to. You know, not that there's, there's trends in in public schools but like is there a certain curriculum that no that you, that's another nothing thing with, you have that's another thing with public schools it's like uh music is like people just don't understand it so you kind of you we do have a curriculum but i wrote it you know i wrote okay. i wrote my curriculum about what i want to do and you know again admin looks at it they're like okay this looks good <laughs> you talked about a lot of stuff uh, but they don't really get it you know they don't understand music like they understand reading and math and, right, and right, science right. and all that stuff right um, so yeah, so I just pick things I like, like I have, we did a acapella record yeah. with my group, yeah. all pop music. And awesome. Yeah. I recorded it with logic with this same setup you have behind you. Yeah. Uh, the kids loved it. We're on Spotify. Um, That's awesome. So yeah, so then we're going to do another couple songs in the next couple weeks. Sweet. Yeah. What, uh, what songs are you guys going to do? We're doing, so we're doing vision of love. Okay. Of a acapella version of vision of love. It's awesome. Okay. So it's really good. The solos are awesome. And then we're going to do Crazy. Um, ding, ding, ding. I remember when. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we did that before. It was like a TikTok thing. So okay. we did this like beginning. Of, I even know it was a TikTok. Okay, it was a TikTok thing. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, you, yeah neither am I, but yeah, yeah. my kids are. Um, my students, not my kids. Um, 
anyway, so yeah, we're doing crazy. And then we have this other one called um, uh, The Knights. It's by Avicii. I wish I knew more about it. It's music. like a dance thing that we made not a dancing thing. Okay. It's like a ballad. We made cool. it a ballad. Cool. Yeah. Um, so do you do the arrangements or do you No, find... I, I like I, I wish I had time to do the arrangements because okay. it's fun. I've done a couple. That's um, one thing that I just am not able to do. Yeah. I, I don't have the brain for it. Like, yeah. And I was never... It's hard. That, yeah. I, I mean, it's hard and it's like kind of like, well, It's one of the things. Once you see a couple acapella arrangements... You're like, oh, I could do this, right? And so I've done probably two or three, okay. Um, but I have guys and people all around. Like I just, I go, I literally go on YouTube, and when I see something I like, I, who's ever attached that video, whatever contact I find, I just email them like, how do I get this arrangement? Right, right. And they'll either sell it to me or sometimes they just give it to me. That's nice. I found this really cool Ellie Ellie Goulding Ellie, Ellie Gould, Golding Golding yeah. yeah she of lights you know lights yeah, yeah. it's yeah. this really cool group and it was like now 10 years ago probably but it's a really cool acapella version of lights I remember when she was first coming out like I saw her Evan and I, I was going to ask you if you've used any of the um, accent um, arrangements oh, no. or anything yeah they're too hard <laughs> Just, just so, take a couple of those so dumb hard. notes yeah. that nobody ever uses. Yeah, oh my for God, anything. those are so hard. <laughs> so there's a guy. So they're on the website. There's this guy named Kerry Marsh. Okay, and Kerry Marsh is knows that they're like in the same okay. thing. And so Kerry Marsh has a site, and he, I do a lot of his arrangements. But a lot of the accent arrangements that are available are on his site. Okay, so he like, I guess, sources them through yeah. his site. Well, um, there's a there's like a whole subculture on. Yeah, on YouTube in the comments of like, hey, give me this arrangement. Like, mm-hmm. where's right? That's know, what we do. Who's got it? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's what I just go find stuff I like and ask because yeah. so the things you find on like, so JW Pepper is like the mm-hmm. distributor of all music for all choirs in high schools and yep. colleges everywhere. They're they're acapella jazz hip uh, contemporary I stuff. Adam Adam, Adam has stuff, but yeah. he has cool stuff on there. Okay, his is great. Uh, but most of the stuff is garbage. Most of the most of Adam stuff is garbage. No, yes, most of yeah, Adam Pod stuff Adam is, gar- is garbage. garbage. No, no, Adam's Pod, Adam stuff is great. I have a story about that too. Um, but most of the acapella stuff on there is just like hokey and weird and okay. not cool. Gotcha. That's the other thing. It's like I don't want my I don't want my kids singing and doing the stuff that makes them feel like awkward and weird. I want them to feel like yeah. empowered and like like this is like really something, they can own it. Yeah. yeah, this is something different. This is not like. Is there anything, is there ever a time where you pick something where kids are like, aren't into the idea and then they're like, eh, yes, maybe we yeah, don't all the do time. This. Yeah. Well, but I, I, I sell it on them. They, really? They eventually become around. Like Did they, they ever, they, have they ever won? Um, what have I done? That's not cool. Um, <laughs> I can't think of I anything. Think that, <laughs> there's always something maybe that doesn't hit the way it should. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't think of it right no, now. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, but I generally I spend a lot of time. We have a bunch of concerts here. I spend a lot of time listening and finding music. It's not like I take it because I have to live with it for uh, two months and I have to learn mm-hmm. it. And so I want to enjoy it. So I spend a lot of time doing it. What does your your like curriculum look like throughout the year from the start? Like, are, are, is, is there a lot of changeover? Like new kids from year to year um, that Yo, you have so to I, like kind of start over, start from square one. So we have a beginning choir, which is like. Uh, Catch all choir. Anybody can join. Okay, and that's that's a quick. You know, usually it's freshmen, sophomores, juniors, some seniors, mm-hmm. and they but they're with me all year. Um, and then I have a audition choir, which is between twenty five and thirty kids. It's bigger than when you saw wow. it. Yeah, and and that's the one that does. They do chamber music. We do acapella music. We do yep. pop music. We do jazz. We do all. You know, they're just 
meant to do everything. Yeah. And those are the kids that audition and they, you know, if you audition and are in freshman or sophomore year, you're there until you're a senior, similar yeah. to band. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I always found it interesting, like how long, sometimes how long it takes, like the kids to get it together, mm -hmm. you know, like how long does it take the, that catch all choir, the, the freshman choir, you say freshman choir. Catch all, yeah, it's like you know. So the fall concerts, we have four concerts a year. The fall concerts always, you know, we pick easy music. Is it is it like a struggle for those kids, just kids that are new to choir uh, that some, have, yeah, have an interest? Yeah, or? we all. Yes, okay. a lot of them are haven't sung ever or can't okay. you know have trouble with pitch, but they uh, like it. And they but they love it because we have fun. Yeah, to just make it fun. And the, the fall concerts very um, easy and stuff that's like digestible and yeah playable and is there any pressure on on you like or pressure that you put on yourself to like get the, get those particular kids sounding good yeah because i imagine with the old with the other kids in the other choir like they probably practice and have a passion yeah. for it and it's like not as difficult to yes because you know, you know what i'm saying i'm trying to I'm, yes no because if you don't if you don't have a class that people like, you don't have a job. Like right. so, that's different than a math teacher. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Good way like, so, it. math teachers, everyone needs to. Everyone takes math. So, yeah. oh, I'm looking at pictures. Is it recording? Yeah. Should be. Should be. Yeah. See how yeah. So you go to see high school. Good. Those pictures were. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Were those your pictures? Yeah, most of them. Oh, I want yeah. to see them. Yeah. Those were really good. They look like screensaver exactly. ones that you take off the interweb. Yeah, I just well done. <laughs> screensaver ones. Yeah, you know what I mean like are those Getty images? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you just pull up Getty yeah, images? Yeah, that's what that is. Those are Getty images. Yeah, that's that was, great. You could nah, sell those, make a buttload. Totally. Yeah, I'd love um, to do that. That'd I want to see them when we are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Done. Um, a lot of times, I'll just look at Justin's photos and be like, "I try ever, to get that." He edit. does a cool lighting class. Have you have you seen that? I've thought I thought about give, signing he'd probably up give it to you for free. Just ask him. Just say, "Yo, send me the link." Hey, Justin, yeah. you hear that? <laughs> um, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. No, I uh, I would love to do it. I would love to do it. He, that's like I, you know, I, I saw I watched a little bit of it. It's like it's crazy. I things ask you him things you don't think about. I, I try I try to ask him questions about like lighting and stuff. I'm just like, it's God, it's like you don't want to talk to me about this no, he stupid does. like intro stuff. Like he's on a whole other level. So Well, I think people helped him. You know, I think it's like a yeah, you know, maybe he helps another guy that we same same thing we used to tour with. They're still touring actually now. Mm -hmm. And he's getting into photography similar to what you're doing. Yeah. And he's like touring and a musician, but is finding this other thing yeah. that he's doing I love, he helps him all the time i love doing like behind the scenes stuff yeah because i mean you've been you've been in a million different like shitty venues mm -hmm. playing gigs and stuff and there's like i don't know i find like kind of a romanticism about these green rooms what's happening and, and behind, these yeah. rooms what's happened mm -hmm. in these rooms and like what um well that's cool you, i like that yeah so i like i find these interesting like candid ways that musicians live their lives because you can go out there and i've played for people that try to make it look glamorous and and try to like try to game their their make it feel different than what it, what it yeah, is yeah exactly even even in the behind the scenes part even mm -hmm. when they're not on stage or whatever so i don't I'm not into that. Like I, I'm into like the real. Like, are you going to any clubs around? Are you are you doing that in Rhode Island? Are you going? I've gone. Them? I've gone and taken some photos of openers for Carbon Leaf shows okay, and yeah. stuff. But I've never brought my camera to a um, to an actual 
venue in Providence or yeah. anything, which yeah. I'd like to do at yeah. some point. If, but Carbon Leaf, that gives you it. a good opportunity because there's always different bands opening. Great in opportunity. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's great. And like the guys in the van, in the band are like photogenic and they, they don't mind me sticking a messing camera around. in their face yeah. and messing around. And they like, like Barry, the lead singer is, is into, you, you mean know, bands don't mind when people take pictures of them and make so, them look good. So yeah. weird. Yeah, so weird. So weird. Yeah. But it's funny because most of the photos that I take don't make anyone look good. <laughs> That's not a selling point. It's not it's, a, I know. It's, all, it's like not like the best way to be, but I don't know. I'm. I'm. We just had a guy. So, so uh, we just had a guy come in. We have a great photography teacher at our school. We had a, his buddy come in, who's this like really good photographer, but he only does similar to what you're doing, but for theater, mm-hmm. he does only the like backstage, like getting ready stuff. Yeah. But, but on top of that, he only wants the like candid stuff that looks weird. Yeah. Like people like Me too. moving in a weird way and like he uses weird cameras yep. and it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, it also suits me because I don't have like a super expensive professional camera. Like mm-hmm. I, ha- I have a cropped frame, a cropped le- um, sensor camera. Mm-hmm. So like I can't, it doesn't work great in the, in the lowest of light you know, conditions. So a lot of times when I'm shooting in a venue, it looks noisy and I have to know that it's going to look noisy and, and like kind of make the framing and the photo work with a noisy photo. Um, so like I try to work with whatever stuff that I have to make it cool and not try to make it be something that it it can't be. Yeah. Have you been looking into, so just my brother again, he was just here last weekend and he's showing me this AI stuff. Uh, It's like, it's depressing. Well, I've seen, I do know, you know, Billy Woodward, uh, dance buddy. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean the musician guy. Yeah. Yeah. But also animator. Okay. So him, his wife, Rosie is, is an amazing photographer as Mm -hmm. well. And, uh, they have they've made an account on Instagram. Okay, so I think Justin showed me this. That's it's probably what it yeah, is. Okay, it's all like the old seventies photos of people of like it looks like real people. Yeah, no, no, that's what it's real. So he, Justin showed me this thing. He's like, and I he explained it the same way. It's a photographer who's a good photographer mm-hmm. made a second account mm-hmm. and is just doing AI photos. Yep. And they look, he said, except for the hands. If you look at the hands, the hands yes. look weird. They haven't figured out hands, but the pictures are amazing. I don't you, understand it. I don't understand it either. And I don't know, like, I want to know where they're you, getting the image. Because you have to type in, like, give me so, an image. All right, of, so he said you do where it it kind of connects a little bit with you have to be a photographer is that you need to have, like, the verbiage to say, I want this, this, and this. You know, okay, like, yeah, whatever, yeah. backlit or, you know, yeah, whatever yeah, those yeah. words are. Yeah, photography. Because um, with AI, the more descriptive descript, you are, right? But these pictures that you're seeing, he's like, these are not. You know, he's, we're looking at them, and they're photographs. And he's like, these are not real. These are not real people. It's insane. Which is insane. It's crazy. Because you like you look at these the people in the photos, and it's like, yeah. Those photos in particular show like a lot of like emotion, right? And you're like, these have to be people <laughs> yeah. that exist in the world, right? And they're not. But AI, uh, there has to be some kind of some kind of cobbling together of like facial recognition of real yeah, stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because that's what AI but is. But what I'm saying is, like, for someone like you who's now just getting into mm-hmm. photography, it's got to be like depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short, yeah. Long story depressing. short, sure. No. no, but I I I get it, but. I always think like I talked to somebody about this on the that on a upcoming episode of the podcast like 
we were talking about the Ed Sheeran um, court case. Oh yeah, for the copyright thing. I didn't follow that, but it sounded pretty crazy. Yeah, and it was very, silly and, and a huge stretch. Right, it was huge cra- stretch. Crazy. You can't copyright four chords, a groove, and a one a one six two five. five right, right. Yeah, right. you can't copyright. I, I, that. I heard him comment on. It. He's like, he's like, this is every song you've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Every song you've ever heard. Yeah, I tell my kids that when I teach them piano, I'm like, "Here's four chords. Right. Go learn every song. You Go learn them all. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you could easily play those four chords and sing all the different melodies you want yeah. over over the top of them. But like that song itself was the what really made it was the boom, ch- boom. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Boom, ch- boom. I can who, just who, do that. Who brought the case? Like who was it? Not it was. It, it was the co-writer of "Let's Get It On." It was their estate, and that's what. Okay, so it wasn't actually the guy. No, and that's okay. what's been happening. It's yeah. like these guys are like, "Oh, that sounds mm-hmm. like that song. Yeah, we can sue them." Yeah, and if they were to win that case, what does that even yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Flood, like floodgates open. Yeah, it's like you can't copyright the Purdy Shuffle. None, then, of, none of my songs would be. A, able to be put yeah. out ever because I, I people steal things all the time not steal yeah. but like you're influenced by right you take ideas you like right. you know but my point is with ai photography and like how it it's not that big i don't think it's that big of a deal is that everyone has their own lyrics their own voice their own point of view so if any if if i were to take a photo of i don't know if i was really inspired by those leaves out there or something and and i wanted to take a shot like no one else is going to get that shot you yeah. know and maybe it's just for me maybe it's for yeah. whatever but um you know uh, that true. song I, had it, a completely different right it'll always and, uh, yeah the art will always happen and you'll right. always be able to do it i'm just it's just sad that it's also yeah happening in different a, tools people felt the same way about instagram i remember having a conversation with sasha about like how it was going to ruin how it was going to ruin mm-hmm. photography but it's like a way of progressing forward for for the actual yeah. people that have that that amount yeah. of creativity. I, I do try to stay out of the when I was young. When I was young, there was no AI. Yeah, because you know, like, oh, we used to right. build things with our hands. Because <laughs> right, right. it's true. That's how you get progress. Right? Yeah, but it, but the thing is, it's like yes. It's it's kind of cheating. Like, yeah, I can go and pick out the spot on my photo that I want in focus, and I can blur the background mm-hmm. or whatever. But it doesn't look as good as right. doing it with a real camera or having the eye and being able. Like, you're that person still doesn't know how to frame yeah. a shot or like you know the golden rule right. or like. Well, the and there's a reason and, that my Justin's photography is appealing because mm-hmm. he has skills and his, sure. the lighting in his photography right. is is i mean it's unbelievable yeah uh, like he started on tour he started for being a, i don't know did yeah. you interview him yeah oh nice yeah so yeah, he yeah. started on tour just like same like you he was like i just want a camera he's like we had been touring for yep. years and he's like probably a little bored and but he was doing video and stuff oh he started with, yeah. right well because he used to do all our content right like back before like there were these videos on Insta- you know right. you did these 15 second videos we'd he'd do everything you know, on YouTube and, you know, well, even, and then what a you, lot of stuff that we've had to take down now that we're older and have <laughs> embarrassed. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when we were like all starting to get jobs, we were like, we should probably go through all this stuff <laughs> and see what's appropriate to yeah. leave out there. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the owl has said. The owl. Yeah. <laughs> Hootie. Hootie is Hootie, the owl. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. My parents have one of those yeah. in their backyard. Yeah. Andrew and has it, Hootie at his house right now. In Ohio. Every time I see it, I'm like, eh, Yeah. There it is. There's Hootie. Yeah. I um yeah, I don't know. I just think I think that the the creative people 
figure it out and they use these things as tools. Yeah. Like, like that account is done, like probably wouldn't have been able, wouldn't be possible without those two people, right. you know, making it. Yeah. So, and it like opens up this whole crazy world, you know? Yeah. So I'm just, um, yeah. And I wonder what it does, what, how that affects music going forward. Like, you know, lyrics. Well, that's the and, thing. Like, I you, did try lyrics. I was writing a song. I'm writing a song. I write songs for my kids. So I'm writing a song for uh, my youngest daughter right now. And I'm I, like, by the bridge, I wrote the bridge probably 10 times. I finally found one that I liked, but, and I couldn't come up with lyrics. So I was just like, I'm just going to go to, what is it? Chat GPT. Chat GPT. I was like, and ask them to write me. And they were terrible, but I was like, it was just a way for me to get out of my own yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but eventually that'll be really good. Yeah, the nice thing is it gives you a jumping off point. Right. So I did like, not use any of it. You didn't use any of it? No, no, no. Because I felt I only did it because I was annoyed and I was like, let's see what a robot will tell me to write music right. about my own daughter. Right. Um, and I and then it it felt weird. I was like, there's no way I can use a computer generated feeling from to write about my own child. <laughs> but yeah. if you really dig deep right. and you think about right. it. That robot just pulled together a bunch of real people's stuff and yeah. cobbled it together. Yeah. Well, w- luckily way. it was not good, so I didn't use it. Good. Nor think I. Nor I, I wouldn't anyways. But I think it might be fun to like write a song based on all that. Mm-hmm. I've been using it for like business plans. So like, okay. I'll I'll like I went on it and I was like, what is? Give me the best schedule for like releasing content on instagram uh for musicians blah, does blah, it blah, give blah. you the answer and to it, that and it gives you a list like really? it gives you a step-by-step wow like this is what you should do you should post like between noon and three on the weekdays and uh-huh. between nine and twelve oh, see, on that the seems helpful. stuff that's really helpful yeah you know and if you if you're trying to you know my wife wants to write a children's book and we have a, a kid song that we wrote together uh that she mo- wrote pretty much all of i just put music to it mm-hmm. um does she sing uh not really you know like just or like children's songs yeah, yeah yeah just like you know messing around yeah. um but i put music to it and then i was like oh well i have this ai thing through can uh, canva i use canva a lot for like you know doing my designs mm-hmm. and like poster type things or whatever um and i asked it like what's the best way to, you know, publish and, you know, put together a business plan for releasing a children's book. And it gave me a 10 step really thing. Whoa. Kind of crazy. Are you following it? I just did it like yesterday. Okay. (laughs) So, so yes. So, so far. Yes. I'm on step one. Yeah. That's cool. Step one, write it. Children's book. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and with the song, would it come with a song? That's the thing. Like, can you do that? How would you do that? That'd be really cool. So I want to re- I want to record the song, but I wanted to make an animated video of the the thing and put it out on YouTube and just see what happened. Yeah. But I talked to my friend Billy, the animator, and he's like, "Yeah, that would probably cost you like ten grand." Ten grand. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Ah, oh, animation! Yeah, yeah. Holy shit!" Can AI do animation? It's like you could do it, like. You know, depending on the type of animation that you're using, like, you know, you're not going to be able to do 3D. You're not going to be able to do, like, mm-hmm. the crazy stuff that's out there, you know, like, blippy stuff and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but. Money. It's a lot of money. But it's like, all right, well, if you think it's going to do something. If I had had. You like the song? I like the song. I'll play it for you later. Yeah. yeah. It's Love a bo- to hear it. Body parts song. It's about your body parts. Nice. There you go. It's pretty cool. 
I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, if you can hit like, what are those? I don't know if you, you have a kid. So eventually you go on and listen to the Twinkle Twinkles and whatever mm-hmm. on YouTube and see that they have a billion point five. It's, yeah. That's the reason why we wanted to yeah. do this. We're like, oh my God, this is like, this market's insane yeah. because kids, parents listen just put music. it on and listen they, to music, yeah. Over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. So you go on these, Channels like Coco Melon, all this oh, stuff. It's billions. Yeah. It's like multi-million yeah. dollar businesses, like hundreds of million dollars. To, you know, they have Baby Shark. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. The crazy thing is, like, there's so many ripoffs of Baby Shark that are also doing that. Are yeah, but it's like you know, they're singing the song, but they're doing like different version all these different versions like different people you ever heard the the finger family song no it's the worst name for a song ever <laughs> but, but it's like daddy finger daddy finger oh, where are you? oh, you oh know? no i know that song yeah yeah so like there are videos of crazy like all these different versions of that one song that will play over and over and over again by multiple different like by different people that are putting videos out on youtube it's like fireman finger you know all kinds of crazy shit i taught elementary school for a couple of years when <clears throat> when the high school jobs weren't there and mm-hmm. i i learned all these songs like you know yeah all the song sing-along songs i was like i should put these out as a thing yeah because the, the arrangements that were that i used to like learn them and were so cheesy and terrible mm-hmm. i was like i can make these fun one hundred. I, I never did. I, I just got to do it. I have a feeling that every single musical parent yeah. out there, like when they have a baby, they're, they're like, like, "I, I could, could do this." That. Yeah, every song I was like, every this. single one of them, yeah. and like five of them do it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that a, same way about jingles and like commercials and all that. It's like I could totally. Do, I make yeah. funny songs all the time. I just yeah. wrote a song for I'm on a flag football team. Okay, and we're terrible. Yeah, and I wrote a anthem for us because we were so bad i was like i'm just gonna write a song and it's so good it's so good uh i was like and it, because i don't have anything invested like emotionally into it it's so easy for me to just write something quick do you, and, do you like play it before every no every i just game? sent it to them as like a pep talk but as like a yeah, hey, yeah, hey guys box. we're gonna be great this week and then we lost by 50 that week so <laughs> it, was like, it did not help but it was fun and i really enjoy doing it it's like it's because again i have no emotional investment in it i yeah. can just do the weirdest things i want and yeah. you know um it's so but, but that's what jingles are that's what like commercials are it's like there's no I feel like jingles would be hard though i don't like they sound hear- they sound so simple but it's like there's something to it. Yeah, there's like a. Well, Adam, do you hear Adam's hot dog one? No. Oh, really? We should bring it up. Bring it up. I'm gonna bring it up. I wonder if he texted it to me. Adam's so, hot dog one. Yeah. Do you. So, oh God, I'm gonna find it. Was it Oscar Mayer? So it's for Os- Oscar Mayer weenies. Adam Pod, hot dog. So that's what I'm. What what compelled him to? So I think the, I think he's out there in New York. Uh, I gotta maybe I, this might be have to be an after pod thing, but that's okay. Um, he so during the pandemic, him and I did a lot. Do, he did that video that you did for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were on my yeah, video. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we got he was doing a lot of virtual music with his church, mm-hmm. and so him and I would spend a lot of time talking about mixing and how to get i you know earpod sound to sound a little better yeah like what programs we were using he gave me a couple of his arrangements like he had just started arranging during the pandemic so i used a couple of his arrangements with my choirs um anyways and so then he we were just doing a bunch of projects 
randomly and we'd just send each other stuff and he's mm-hmm. like check this out and he pitched a to a for a commercial a, a jingle and they picked his song they did yes it's a commercial i'm i'm, I'm 99 sure it's it's was made and it is the funniest song and it's about hot dogs but it's like a choir <sighs> that's yeah, a you, we gotta hold on one second i'm, I'm just gonna call I, him yeah i'm just, just gonna the, call him yeah this. <laughs> Um, I get well. Might as well. I think, have, if we're going to talk about, he him did so another much. one as well. I, I, I'm going to Facetime him. You it's should. Kind of, it's kind of aggressive. But. No, it's okay. I, I think he'll be appreciate that his hot. It's it's a hot dog song. I mean, hold up. I, I Facetime's wanna, a commitment though, because then he needs to be like not in with his kids and. Well, what, well it's Saturday. Kid, it's the middle of kids. The day. I knew. He's yeah. not going to pick up. It's probably like, why is Jesse FaceTiming me? What he hasn't I haven't talked to him in a year. Nope, it's not gonna happen. Thanks for letting us down, Adam. Uh maybe he could have been great. Oh, so I just the last thing I emailed him was uh, oh he helped me like when I was doing arrangements, uh doing the EP for my a cappella group. Mm-hmm. I would like ask him questions about. He's the best for stuff like that. Yeah. Like I used to come up with some melodies and stuff on keyboard just as like a different writing tool you know it's fun to kind of open up a different part of your brain yeah when you're doing that stuff and uh and it's just like yeah he's so good at it you know as far as just knowing the in and outs of of uh you know the theory and everything he just is this it oh no this is not it it's it's so much better than this no, that's you should not try it. to FaceTime if he answers for you and not for me. Ooh, that, but the, I don't even know if I want to go. He wouldn't. I haven't talked to him in probably. <laughs> I bet he would. I, I bet. I bet you he would. Well, maybe he got two random calls from people. He, I haven't talked to him in six months. Maybe, yeah. maybe even longer. Yeah. So we'll I think like, it would wait, be the same thing. Something's up. Video Adam Pod. Wait, is this it? Find below. He probably wouldn't post a hot dog commercial on his personal web website. Maybe he did. Oh, oh no, no, I did. I'll have to clear it with him. Oh yeah, so here's all his all his um Oh, Yum Choir. That's what it is. This it said it's it says it's private private. That's what it is. It's, Yum It's private. It's called Yum Choir. Okay. Hold on. And we're going to get the pod Yum Choir. Oh, this is it. Oscar Meyer. Here it is. That was that. That wasn't all of it. That was it. No, that was all. That's on YouTube. Oh. But this yum, is yum, it. Yum yum yum. It's Oscar Mayer. It's yum yum yum. He wrote it. I'm he sure. he wrote that. Y- yes, and it's it's just yums. Wait, Oscar Mayer, yum choir fifteen. We got to get him to send. He's got to send his. It, Isn't that? He sent me the. Dem, I heard the music's so funny. I don't know if, yeah, it's he. Maybe he sent me the demo before the actual, and basically it's supposed to be like a bad choir. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Again, we should probably get it from the source, but yeah, it was hilarious. And he has another one too, I think. I don't know. Yeah, he should have. He's like, he's the king of like, I mean, just just piano and like doing music stuff in general. He's he's the best. Yeah, I sent him my that that when we do when I had him play piano on the 
virtual song that I did, you know, you send some, and same with you. Like I send you the stuff hoping for something and then you get it back and it's like literally perfect. The drums are perfect. Did we, where did you do that together? Did I come to you? No, no, no. I, I, I recorded it at my sister's Oh, right. oh I, uh, the reason yeah. I thought I'm with you because I got a video of you mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah. And yep. that was, yeah, it was great. That was yeah. Awesome. That was fun to do. I wish, I wish I was set up to do more virtual recording stuff, yeah. which I, I like, I could do it. I'm but, happy to never do it again, but yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah, just just to like do songs for for friends stuff. Like I do a lot of background vocals, so oh, people nice. will send me send me stuff, and I'll just like lay down. Oh, cool. You know, like a a bed of yeah. of harmonies and stuff. And it's like here they are. Pick whatever you want. Don't use it. I don't care. You know, this is what I, I think. I always work. secretly have this like idea that you know. So a lot of bands that we toured with are still touring and still come through town, and we always see them. That like they'll one of their songs requires a choir mm-hmm. and that there I'm going to be like, yo, call my choir and then yeah. get my high school kids to go sing this like, you know, part in a, at Lupo's or the strand or whatever. Yeah. You guys had, hasn't happened yet, but you guys had a choir on uh, Cranston East choir. Yeah. The Cranston East choir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cranston West was not good enough. <laughs> they were definitely not disciplined <laughs> no. enough. For no. Sure. Yeah. Mark Kalazi. Yeah. And the other guy, I forgot his name were there and they helped arrange it with us. Uh, and now I, Mark Kalazi just played keyboard for our musical that we did at my high school. So really? I still see him all the time. He's retiring this year, for, but um, I, still I thought see he him. had already uh, retired. He went to, he did. And then he went to Hendrickin. So that's what, that's what teachers do. They retire from public school and then they go to a private school. So they still get their pension and can get mm, another paycheck. There you go. But then you still have to teach. You have to teach till you're like 80, 80 years old now, if you want to. So do crazy. anything yeah that's I, a problem I, I, I won't be doing that <laughs> that is a problem yes um man mark Colazzi, he's he's all jacked oh man he's crazy he's jacked up and man. he's like uh an insane musician like yeah. so good i used to do the um midnight mass at the cathedral for for uh um christmas eve at uh holy apostles no providence oh cathedral. Providence. was he there yeah yeah so oh, okay. uh ferone philip ferone oh phil ferone um, he was your choir teacher yeah yeah he's the best is he the organist yeah oh okay he's the organist and had a great he was the best i don't know he's pretty good <laughs> he, no i know he's good i, mean, he's, <laughs> I hope he doesn't lose his podcast he's, he's <laughs> so always, not a chance he's just, okay it's not a he's kind of a weird guy <laughs> i always all right i was always a little weirded out by him <laughs> Because he was, it. I was not in his world, but I always had like we'd go to the choir room for some reason. And I was like, this something's off here. If you, <laughs> he was just different, different, like, yeah. Like Monty, Monty was always like, like kind of all business, yeah, stoic, yeah, yeah, exactly, really great. Um, but Ferone. Like I would hang out in there all the time, and like if he so just if he so knew just you, for the listeners, this is our high school high band school, teacher and high school choir, choir teacher. teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you would go into that room and like you could just mess around, and oh, like okay. he if he knew you, like it was super. Were you in choir super, in high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All four years. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Was it a big choir? I got an award and everything. Really? So yeah. I'm I, I was didn't know anything about it was it a big choir it was pretty big like it was um was it a good program it was yeah okay. we, we did a lot of fun stuff we did a lot of chamber music which i enjoy we sang a lot in like latin and yeah that's what we and, do yeah we yeah do stuff um always got to sing a song in a different language when you're doing yeah every, almost every concert and it and it's it i love that stuff like i took i took uh less like classical vocal. you know less vocal lessons oh, nice. privately um, with Rene De La Garza, you know, know Rene. No, I don't. I think he's at URI or used to be. Whatever. He's a baritone. 
Um, but I, I loved it. Yeah. It was great. We had a lot of, a lot of kids that you wouldn't normally think would be in choir, like baseball players. Steve did it his senior year. Did he? Yeah. I remember he did that. It's so funny because at that. our school, choir and band are so we do so many things together. Our mm-hmm. concerts are together, and I felt like I didn't know a single thing about choir when I was in high school. Very separate. Very separate. Very separated. Yeah, yeah for Which sure. Is weird. So I feel like when you were in high school, it was probably more separated than it was when I okay. was in school because most of the kids that were in choir were also in band, right. with the exception of very few. Like I know that I know that. Dan was in choir. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Dan was in choir. Dan was in choir. Wow. Do you know yeah. you Pete, Pete Kramer? Pete Kramer? Yeah, Pete Kramer. yeah. He was in choir. I don't know a single person from my realm Yeah, that was in choir. It was just, just sad. Different. Just different. Yeah. Just different vibes. Better. Better. Yeah. Once we left, it was better. <laughs> I get it. No, but I mean, band was always fun. Band just, you know, the the cutting of the music programs in in like middle schools and, and high schools and stuff, or like, mm. you know, the diminishing of, yep. of these programs really made the band go downhill. I yeah. mean, the, the drum sec, like the drum line had to yeah. wear like track suits and yeah. not, not the real uniforms. I see stuff. it, man. It's still happening. So I, I still get fired every year from my job and then get rehired by some miracle. What? Yeah. This could be a whole nother podcast, but like things are not, it's tough. That's for, nuts. It's tough for music teachers. Like I have this great, like, not toot my own horn, but I've made a really good program, but it really does not matter. It's like they just want to cut things and things just get pushed around. And it, as the I'm the youngest music teacher in our district, and so no matter where cuts happen in music, so it could happen at the elementary level or middle school, it just it whatever happens, it affects the youngest. That's yeah, how, the seniority. Seniority yeah. thing, yeah, right. So they're always cutting, and so every year... They tell me you're not coming back, and then people complain, and then I come back. And yeah. So that's Does it. them hiring or firing you then rehiring you affect your seniority at all? No, no, yeah, no. Luckily, no. So yeah, but I'm still. Make, yeah. I've been there seven years, still waiting for someone to get hired mm-hmm. to make me not the youngest person, and then that person has to endure the nonsense. But it's so it's so crazy. Yeah. Do you think? Um, so is music always the first thing on the chopping block? Yeah, music, not sports, definitely not. Definitely sports. not sports. I'm not. A, I like sports, but yeah, not yeah. sports. No, um, I think I know one person, one kid that I went to school with that became a professional baseball, baseball player, player or something. Right. That's it. Or, or still does like. Or still does anything. Yeah. Athletic. Right. That's it. Just one. But how many? Yeah, I don't even can't, can't. Wait, I can't get into it. I way more people in the arts are enjoying music and way more filling their lives. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Like an astronomical mm-hmm. like ratio. Yeah. Yep. So what's more important? Right. Uh, right. So anyways, so that's the first to go. I mean, it really is music and theater and music yep. theater and the, my profession. It's so insane. Yeah. Art sometimes, but not even really because art is, yeah, I don't know. Art's kind of like been, you know, they got their own class. They just don't want to clean up that room. Yeah. It's always a mess. The art room is always my art a teacher, mess. The art teachers in my school are really great. We have a good cool. photography, good photography teacher, actually. He That's does, interesting. That's he does all, different. he, I mean, he could not be a teacher and live full time on his like outside gigs. He mm-hmm. does all Miss America stuff. Like, so his thing uh, is, and he does a lot of drag stuff. Okay. Um, he's, and it's awesome. Really? Yeah. It's very different photography than okay. Justin and probably what you do, but it's, he does all pageant stuff. So it's okay. all very like neat and tidy right, right really right. cool and then he does uh 
like he does a drag calendar every year. Actually, I don't think he did it last year or so, but he does these drag queens and every month, and they're spectacular pictures. Whoa. Pictures. That's it's, interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. That's cool. Um, when do you... Uh, that's so stressful. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's, it'll, happen, every it'll, year. it'll happen again this year. It's so crazy. Yeah, and so every year in June, May and June, we don't know if we have... And I'm going to Italy who in make, June. Who makes uh, that decision? The superintendent. Superintendent. You mm. ever go to the superintendent you're like, listen, oh, we've been playing this game for there, seven there, years. We have, we've had th- four since I've been there. Four the four, superintendents? This is the fourth one. And they one got ousted. Fire, you know, this new guy is like he's just basically cutting everything. It, it yeah, you can't talk to them. So you can't talk to them directly, really. How do you get that job? Is it? It's because yeah. it's a pretty political job. Yeah, um, you become a principal, and then you become a, no, you assistant principal, principal, that's assistant it. superintendent, superintendent. You that's, just, it's that's like the there are people who are just doing that. Yeah, and education is I, not that it's not like the main goal, but I've never liked any principal. No, so there's no. My principal is pretty, pretty great, pretty cool right now. Really? Yeah, he's good. He really supports what we're doing. That's cool. Yeah, but he's like a science guy that appreciates. You know, he's very science and math, but he appreciates what we do. So it's good. Uh, I just I never liked school, so it's like it's just so hard to even think of that world and like yeah. how that hierarchy. And well, whatever. I could never. I every day I go into work, I could never do the regular stuff. Mm-hmm. Math. It's just so depressing to me because it's. It, there's in these little boxes that they have to do the same thing every year over and over again. Um, whereas music, it's like, I get to just make up stuff all year long and yeah. do what I want and teach how I want and teach what I want. Um, but you can't do that anymore in math and science. Right. Like you have to stick to the tests right. and what you have to achieve. Are you guys going to do another Monty reunion? Because the last time you did one, you rocked so hard, you blew the doors off of a lab mm-hmm. in Wuhan. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we started. You guys yeah, started. And then the next three years were hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had, like, right after the show, we had these, like, brief talks about, like, doing, a, like, a vacation slash tour in, like, overseas. And now we're, I'm, I'm, now we're just, I'm going to Italy with Andrew and Steve in June. So we decided to not play music and just go vacation. So. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Um but no, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. The last, the, I mean, it was such a fun, yeah, such a fun thing. I imagine it was probably pretty stressful to get it all together. It was, know. it wasn't, I don't know why it aligned, but it was a really fun and not stressful process for me. At really? least. It was great. And we, it just happened. We just had a week or so before the show mm-hmm. where we just rented a space and lived there basically for a week and it worked out with our families. They were just supportive. Mm-hmm. And you know, we all, had, half of us had kids or just me and Mike had kids mm-hmm. um and it just worked i don't know why it worked i don't but i i just can't imagine it working anymore now i don't know yeah how we would do it but uh, we could i guess we could yeah i mean because it was like it was just wildly successful yeah we just was. being there and it was so fun to be to be a part of it yeah like being a, to to open um yeah it was fun i think we'd need to maybe write some new music i don't know yeah. i maybe we'll do it what is it what do we do in 2020 2020 we did in 2020. 2020. Yeah. 2025. 2025. I got a couple years. Yeah. A couple years. A couple years. We talk about, I mean, we talk all the time, yeah. the five of us, and we always joke about it. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen. Yeah, the joke will become reality. The joke will be, yeah. I imagine, um, well, I see that Steve, well, 30 Seconds to Mars just came out with a new record, or they yeah. are coming out with a new record? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really up on, but I know he said, so when we were planning our trip, 
we're going away in June, end of June, it was always, he was always like, I might have to back out. I might not be able to go on this trip if we have to tour. Yeah. Um, so, but I think they're probably going to do summer, like summer, summer, July. August, yeah. Maybe. I saw like a Rolling Stone article about, you know, it says Jared and Shannon Leto. They, it's basically it. It's just, just those two. Yeah. And released, Steve. And yeah. Steve is, Steve does a lot of the stuff. Like, well, he, know. isn't he the musical director? Yeah. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. Uh, and he wrote some songs. I think a couple of his songs got on the record. Yeah. Um, I have to stop. I, can, can we pause to pee? Yeah. Go for it. It's, it's, first door on the right over there yeah i don't, I don't know if steve's gonna when he's going on tour i i, I miss andrew touring because andrew would tour with rx right uh which i really like because that gave me, gave me a reason to go see them like a dozen times over the last six years yeah which was awesome is he is he still doing it no there uh so we, another great kind of what happened through that is that he became good friends with matt Embry, who's the lead singer of that. And so like, I was obsessed with the RX when I was like 16. Like, okay. They were like my band. Um, and so he became good friends with them. And like, you know, so we all got to like kind of know each other, not on the band level, but just as friends, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah. And so Andrew was out with them all the time and we got to go hang and like watch a band that I love and mm-hmm. like every song they've ever put out, I've enjoyed. It's awesome. But he's now doing, they're doing the sounds of animals fighting. Do you know that? No, it's, it's like a, I don't want to call it a super group. I guess it is. It's like a bunch of guys from different bands and it's like okay. pretty like aggressive music. Yeah. Um, like punk? Like, no, like mm, at the drive-in? Like oh, a little okay. like more, yeah. no, maybe not that hard. Like a little more chaotic. Mars like, Volta. Mars Volta, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, right. Uh, a little more experimental, but um, so he's doing that. So I don't know if RX is going to do more stuff. Cool. I saw, I saw Mars Volta at Lupo's. <clears throat> insane yeah insane show yeah well these guys are thomas great. prison playing drums just like oh you know who else matt P- plays for which i'm astonished they still tour and is it guster mm. is that what it is guster yeah it's one of, i just asked andrew about this um because they have a lot more they used to just be a trio guster was actually my, Gu- maybe guster was my first concert maybe oh it's, no no that was wrong see this is what i do all the time it's dispatch Oh, I can definitely see how you confused them. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I think I did this the other day. I was telling the same story to someone else. So Matt Embry, who's in RX, now plays bass for Dispatch, not oh. Guster. Okay, cool. Uh, but I didn't realize I, Dispatch was still playing. Right, they, and like, they'll stop. play so 20,000 people. <laughs> He's nuts. In Boston. They came, uh, what was it, their last... I, I, what was supposed to be their last show or, yeah. or some kind of like reunion show. They played... It was like two nights at MSG mm-hmm. and sold them both out. Yeah. Like, when we did when we did our tour with RX, our first big tours with RX, and then the opening band was State Radio. Uh, the band after us was State, State Radio, Radio, who is Chad from Dispatch. Mm-hmm. His, his little, it was his side, one of like he over the years have had like ten side projects, but yeah. um, he's a Boston guy. Yeah, yeah, but they're still just killing it. That's I don't, nuts, man. I don't get it. What? What? what I don't they? know a single Dispatch song, not one. Yeah, you do. The general. Yeah. I don't know. I gotta look it up. I'm gonna listen to it on the way home. <laughs> yeah. The general. Nice man. State um, Radio was really good though. State Radio had a good I like record. State Radio. Yeah. Yeah. State Radio is cool. You know, I think they only had one record, but it was good. Yeah. Um anything else that you can think of? Uh, I don't know. We uh, we jumped all over the place. We did jump all the cities. Um No, we just I hope you don't get fired. No, yeah, but it'll be fine. Well, I hope you get rehired. Yeah, it'll be fine. Cool. I I'm done like making it 
worrying about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We have, we both have kids now. Mm-hmm. Um, and wives. Mm-hmm. And we're, are you 40 yet? And you're not 40. No. No. How old are you? Oh, no. Wait, it's, it's real downhill quick at 40. 36. You're 36? Yeah. Oh, look you're a awful, lot. Awful, right? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> wow. No. Well, you're, you're, how old is Dan? He's, he's a couple of years older than me. So, okay. Um, so it goes, I think you he might be 38. It goes, you, Dan, Steve. It's like a two year sequence. Yeah. Because yeah. Steve and Andrew, the reason we're going away is because they're turning 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I turned 42 years. I'm going to be 42. You 42? 42. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you're only 36. I know. You're like a. Wise spr- beyond my years. Yeah. Spry chicken. No, I feel it. I feel 40s, I feel every bit of 36. 40, it's 40 happened and like, uh, you know, things fall apart. So I've been trying to remedy that and trying to get like I healthier. Try, and Yeah. What I've tried to do. Well, and I'm doing the same thing now too. Like I'm trying, uh, I'm like dieting, it's exercising. Really, well, first of all, you have a three-year-old. It's mm-hmm. near impossible. It's so hard. Yeah. My kids are seven and 10 and yeah. 18 now. So it's like way easier. Yeah. So it does get easier. That's good. Yeah. Pandemic. Oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. Three-year-old, you just, you're constant. You yeah. can't, you know. Just having, time. having, having a, a baby and mm-hmm. Through a pandemic, oh yeah, you just had like, just give me the weight, yeah, just give it to me all at once yeah. in the beginning, because oh I wow, because you yeah you he's three years old, that's it, that was, yeah, he's just was he born during the he yeah. was April fourth, twenty twenty. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, it was honestly at least he's not affected by it, or at least I don't think he is. No, well he's so social. I mean, you, right. you met him, so it's like he. But imagine him at three going through that. Uh, that would have been that, terrible. That would have been awful. Yeah, because it was bad for my kids. It was not good for them. Yeah, yeah. rough man, really yeah. rough. I like whenever he's at the playground, like he's there right now. I'm sure he's made six new right, friends. Right, right, right. You know, because he's super social. Yeah, he loves other kids. Um, you know, he he just loves kids. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I had to tell him we were at Tallulah's down the street, and we we're playing cornhole, and he loves going oh, down Tallulah's. there best place love it yeah I'm gonna call you next time we're down here yeah because we go all the time to Toulouse all the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I uh I'm I'm here yeah but um we always go we go to the playground then we head over to Lula's and stuff that's our kind of main mm-hmm. thing or we'll go straight down to the to the beach uh, East Ferry and throw rocks in the water and mm-hmm. then go, mm-hmm. go to the uh slice of heaven is my is my go-to morning coffee spot nice and by name they start making my coffee as soon as they see me walk in that's that's a cool thing i like that that's my favorite my thing. my mind is sweet you know sweet cakes in wakefield that's no. my that's my coffee spot although yeah. calf bar is a new one you should go there it's awesome you should come you should come to wakefield we should get dan now because dan's going to be probably be in wakefield more probably yeah. all do something so are you wh- playing music at all are you going to be so yeah i mean i i've been playing a lot of solo stuff a lot of solo acoustic guitar and singing in town or not in town. I've been doing a lot of it in Boston because a lot. Of, I've been trying to break into some spots and oh, okay. and, and do some because I can do like a three four hour oh wow night you know and and do the whole thing. Do you memorize all, all your lyrics? Uh, I'm getting better at it, but so that's what holds me back from doing I stuff. Put, like I that. put an iPad up. You do. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, the only if way someone I can do requests it. something, I can just go. I can just bring up. That's what I feel like. Ultimate guitar. You put ultimate guitar in front of me. I can yeah. play literally any song. Any, any song, right? But I always feel like I need to like me, like memorize stuff. I just can't do it. I try to pick key spots in the set where you know Less, where, where yeah. I can really nail it. Yeah, yeah, and and be like, all right, I. Here, I covered here, this song. Here are the it, it twelve songs thing. that I can kill, and then twelve more songs that 
anybody can play and I'll play them. Yeah. 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 Sure. Sure. Right. Like chords, like it's just four chords. And yeah. You, right. Sure. And, yeah. and it's just like, you know, it, it just makes you able to be more adept because I, I spent a lot of time learning the three hour set, trying to like get to three hours and just be able to do it. I also pick, feel like I pick bad music. Like I pick music that I like that not other people will like. That was part of the struggle for me too. Cause okay. I didn't want to do like the set list. Everyone else did. I didn't right. want to play sweet Caroline. Right. I, I, right. I refuse. Yeah. So I don't do that. <laughs> okay. I try to pick stuff. So I do like a Billie Eilish cover, okay. a song that I really like. You know, I, I make it my own, and I I do stuff by the band. I play Little Feet. Like I do a lot of stuff that I like, but also people know like you know, yeah. Well, so that's why like I, Rod Stewart, but people like things that right, people so can I gotta, sing along. I gotta to. find because I I play things that I know it's like stuff that I've been listening to for years. That yeah. I know people. It's not popular enough. Mm. Some people might know it, like Amos Lee. Like, yeah, I play a lot of Amos Lee. I get a lot of requests to play Amos Lee. Really? So yeah. I play a lot of him. I play like, what else? I, you know, but then I tried to do like some luminaire stuff or like yeah. some, yeah. So things that people know. Yeah. Yeah. Similar, similar vibe to what I do. And then, and then I'll try to do some stuff. I, I put originals in there too. And, and uh, a lot of, the nice thing is a lot of carbon Lee fans will come out to my gigs oh, cool. and they'll reserve tables. So like last time I played a gig in, in Boston, it was in Newton played this place called ward four and i like announced it like a month in advance usually i'm like the week of i'm mm -hmm. like hey i'm playing, you know but i was like i'm gonna get people out to this yeah. thing so i did it a month in advance all the tables were reserved oh, cool. i showed up they were like hey do you know like there's a lot of people coming to see you today oh, cool, cool. and i was like i hope so yeah. <laughs> you know that'd be great yeah and then, and then i'll play some carbon leaf songs and nice it i always love the reaction when there's see so when there's like people at the bar that have no idea who i am they're like yeah. oh there's music on thursday award four you know cool yeah um and then i'll play a carbon leaf song and then everyone like i'll do like the breaks that that yeah. we do live yeah. and they sing the part you know oh cool like what what is going who is that you that's know? great i think it's, it's a funny reaction. and they the band's cool that you go out and plays yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's good. oh i always wonder that like you know because yeah it's a collaborative effort and then yeah yeah, yeah. It, i mean it's i'm cover i'm they it's like me covering mm -hmm. the material like i band that you're in of a band that i'm <laughs> in so which is very meta very meta yeah so i'm i'm like that's you cool. know there's no illusions like if i if i was to and it's in a restaurant slash bar environment. Yeah, yeah. If I was playing a show at the Lizard Lounge Making, in Cambridge, yeah. or if I was like selling tickets, yeah, yeah, I would do it if someone requested it, like yelled out, "Play, hey, you know, play." What about everything or mm -hmm. something? Like, sure, yeah, I'll do it. But it is not going to be the focus of my set. I'm going to play original music. That's and, what we yeah. did. That was really fun, though, when we did it at the um, Whalers. Whalers. That was cool. that was really fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I've been. Th I've been. I like. I like gigs like that where I'm not the focus mm -hmm. and it's like where music and people are drinking and yep. able to have conversations i think that's that's where i'm at in my like musical life like, yep. i don't need people to sit and watch me yep. i know it's nice like like that sounds that is awesome. exactly the vibe of the stuff that i do yeah awesome. i like like that. i'll play patio gigs during brunch yeah. you know I, I played uh um pat's pastures you know pat's pastures mm -mm. it's a farm and they were doing like a csa pr promotion and they wanted live music and so but it ended up and they were like oh it's just gonna be people eating and i was like great this is perfect but it would end up being like lawn chair sitting watching me and i was like i it was fun and i yeah. enjoyed it but i was like i don't like i'm just not yeah i don't, don't want to do that because then you feel like you have to hold the crowd and you hold have, the crowd you right have, you have to talk 
during tuning. And, and I'm and, terrible at talking. That was Steve's yeah. job. I'm not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not great. I'm I'm okay. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to sell myself short, but it's it, I'm definitely not no, I'm super not comfortable. I am I'm not. I I even though it's so funny even teaching now at my concerts the other I was like, can you, can you just talk to the audience and the parents and like I just want to yeah. conduct and that's it. It's so funny like playing for so many playing for singer-songwriters in general and touring with them playing lots of shows you realize like the the bits between the songs and the stories are are you might as well write them into the mm-hmm. set list yeah because they're usually the same yep. you know over and over and over Does your again. guy do that uh no no uh, Barry doesn't doesn't really do that um he must have some pocket ones like some for go-to. sure yeah, yeah yeah there's go-to things like you know everybody will make notes on the set list like all right here's where i'm going to talk about merch and here's where i'm going to talk yeah, about so the next Monty show Monty was a hundred percent scripted the entire set the whole set so you would you guys ever change the set list on a tour no every every other tour no but during a tour because we would like it would ebb and flow in a way that we'd want it to so we would never switch it ever and you know we'd get 20 minutes to 45 minutes whatever the tour Mm -hmm. was and we want to make sure it was like just blitz blazing yeah right like (laughs) yeah we know no no room for error yeah so the times we talked were scripted i mean maybe we would change up some things we'd say but like here's the moment you can talk yeah here's the moment you can't talk so everything was like and then a month in the tour it was like we were robots see i think i think for a show like yours something that's so high energy yeah it's like planning your workout or planning, right, this was, planning like you ahead. need to know when when yep. can you when are you putting instrument out instrument switches right when are you putting out energy when do you when can you breathe when mm-hmm. can you drink water yep yeah whereas yeah. like it's carbon leaf it's like I, I imagine changing songs is more fun so we keep it move like we keep it moving but okay. the problem for us is I wish we had a little bit more of a scripted mm-hmm. thing just for our guitar player's sake because yeah. he has his rig is ridiculous really? like he's switching you know he has two acoustic guitars with him he has three you electric have guitars ever? no we don't which yeah. i wish we had one i wish we had one, one person tech. on yeah, stage just one yeah. one person really need. just to deal with all mm-hmm. of carter's stuff um just to like start breaking things down at the end of because mm-hmm. like our front of house and and our lighting guy like that's it so yeah. front of house has to break down front of house you know he'll do he'll he'll uh close out or settle at the end of the night and all those things. Yeah. Which is time and effort. Yeah. Which, you know, you, you don't want to like get bogged down in coiling cables and Mm -hmm. getting mics on the mic box, but we travel with everything. You, you travel with your uh, drum mics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh We we travel all our mics, all our mic stands. We travel with everything. So we don't use any house gear because it's such like a complicated setup and we do so many. Are you guys playing around here? I got to come see you guys. I've never seen. Yeah. I mean, we played, we, the the closest that we're gonna get, we already did it, but ah, uh, but we'll Boston, um, was it Boston? It will be in Boston at the end of the year, but actually we'll play Lookout Farm in Natick next month, which is actually a really great place to like bring the family. Okay, yeah, so it's like an outdoor. It's what a, date? What date? What's the date? Um, I want to say June tenth. Oh, sweet! That's soon. It's it's soon. Yeah, it's soon. Um. What's the what's the venue? It's it's June twenty fifth. Ooh, I'm gonna be in Italy. Yeah. So, but we'll be we'll be in. This is an I exclusive. Wine, I have a wine tasting booked that day. Sorry, buddy. Oh, you can't cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
We'll be in Cambridge, Massachusetts on the 3rd of November. And that's that's an exclusive. That's an after the gig. That hasn't been announced. So Ooh, look at that. Yeah. You heard it you heard it here. June what? I mean November what? November third. Third. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Putting it in. Carbon leaf. But hopefully we'll be back in Newport. Um at the Jane, the Jane Pickens. Pickens. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever done what about Folk Fest? You guys ever try to get into that? Um I mean that would be that'd be a dream. That'd yeah. be a dream come true, but we so right now our booking agent did, he just left the agency we don't know if what he's the, quitting what was the agency uh madison house they're they're a great agency yeah. you know he's been he's been good for us and uh he's been on on the podcast but it's like i don't know if he is going to continue to be our agent it's kind of up in the air right now mm-hmm. um as far as like what he's wants to do you know he's talked about wanting to go into management talked about you know a lot of different things i don't know what he's planning but yeah. he's very excited about whatever is happening next for him okay cool um cool or not cool for you but yeah well we'll see yeah. you know i don't know do you guys have a manager no we don't have a manager so our... i just feel like sometimes you know i feel like sometimes that's useless if yeah you're, if you're a touring band if you have a touring agent that's kind of what. If you have five dudes with families mm-hmm. that that like know what they're doing, like right, right. like it's it's you go there, you know, the house guys at every single Carbon Leaf show, the house guys of the venue are always just like, "Whoa, you got this pretty dialed yeah, in." Yeah, yeah, you, you know, out what you need, it's yeah. very like everything is like, "All right, this is kind of the business model. This is what we're doing." But what I would like to see is us get into more festivals i'd love to do some opening dates you know places like tweeter center yeah, do you guys ever open up for do you ever open up for other bands we had we i think we did a run i feel like i always see just carbon leaf headlining gigs yeah, yeah that's usually what it is but like we have done gigs with bands like uh um uh, yeah. Sister Hazel, you yeah. know, was the last like opening thing mm-hmm. we did, but it was more of like a co-headline. I feel like you guys would fit in with a lot of, yeah, like bigger, along your lines bands. I know that's hard to get into, hard to break. Play, into. Like people, people have a hard time. Whenever I talk to like a manager type person or or something like that, people are like, we don't know how to classify you, so mm-hmm. we don't quite know how to sell you to like Americana Fest. Yeah, yeah, because like yeah, you have some songs with banjo and fiddle and stuff, but then you're like playing a indie rock tune, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, we can cater our set to play, but then you're, you're not getting like a really accurate representation Mm -hmm. of like who we are, you know? So it's a little bit short sighted, but I don't know. I think, I think I would like us to try to do some more of that stuff Mm -hmm. and and maybe get somebody cause you know, I don't want to speak for, our agent or whatever. Um, but he had a lot of younger bands on his roster that he was really pushing and like, you know, and he's always, he's always put our band in the best light on social media and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So he's always been really, really great, but you can tell that he has a desire to find a young band and to like, yeah, I think he wants to manage. I think he wants to like try to mold a band. Yeah. So, and that's not who Carbon Leaf is. Right, right. The, so, the... not at this point, but we'll see. I don't know. Cool. We'll see I'll, what happens. We're done. But yeah, you'll well, have I'll to, come see you in November. You'll have to come out. I do. Out. I want to and see And that's, like, I mean, that's at the Sinclair. That's like one of my favorite oh, cool. spots to play. Awesome. It's great. I will be there. All right, man. Thanks for doing it. I don't yeah. want to keep you too much longer. 
Did I miss anything? No, that was it. I'll show you some photos. Ba- yeah, photos, and it was something else I w- we wanted to see. I forgot what it was. But yeah, photos. Um, no, you got it. We did Monty. We did my second career mm-hmm. teacher. Which is awesome. Yeah. It is, I, I couldn't, I, I, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how any teacher does it. I, I, lo- I, lo- I do honestly love what I do. Yeah. I do. That's it's awesome. great. Yeah. So. I just don't have the, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I don't know. Maybe it's different. It would be different now that I'm a parent, mm-hmm. but I just had, had such a time, hard time like relating with kids and trying, you know, yeah, I think talking you, to, to younger, that. Younger kids, it's hard. High school kids, you get like you can get some real musicians as high school. Yeah, like you can get sure. some kids who are really doing some great stuff. Yeah, which is exciting. I was like an assistant coach for a baseball team in in Massachusetts when I was living up there. I did that for one. Oh, you played baseball one season. Yeah, yeah. I did that for one season, and I got I was so stressed out just trying to remember the kids' names. Yeah, and I'm like, terrible at that. Reading reading the lineup, yeah, I was yeah. just like, can. So <laughs> you do this. One of you kids read this. Like I just, That's funny. yeah, I, you get over that stuff pretty quick. I get, re- yeah, I've been I, doing it for 11 years, 12 years now. So you get that's, yeah, that you stuff kind of goes away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just get so nervous. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to mess up. No, once thing. you can just focus on like actual, just, what you're doing, what you're doing, it's fine. Yeah. It's Practices were cool. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Like, that you did this. It was fun. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. Like a, it was actually a private school, like a, like a really good. Oh, cool baseball team nice. like they were they were really good um and uh it was the first time i had ever done anything like that like we would play travel games oh, and wow. stuff like that and it was cool i'm glad like i was happy that i did it because i had just played in a uh so you can do music and sports music and sports it happens it does happen yeah. um yeah i did a, like a wood bat league you know one summer it was oh, nice. like i could still do this and like these were x some ex pros. Oh yeah, it's nice. Like D one players, and I would get up to bat and be like, "Holy fuck, yeah. I am, I am out of my depth." Yeah, that's how I feel. But it was my, fun. That's how I feel in my flag football league. I'm like, I am not as good as I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. All right, good cool. stuff. Good stuff. We did it. Good pod. Let's look at some photos. Yeah. Ugh. Thanks, man. I'm looking at yeah, that's good. That is it. Thanks so much for listening to the conversation with Ryan Muir. That was fantastic. Uh, Go support your teachers out there, especially your uh, teachers of the arts. And if you're coming out to a show this weekend, I'll be in Cambridge, Massachusetts on the 3rd, which is tomorrow night. Um, If you're listening to this next week, then you've missed it. Uh, Saturday night on the 4th is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at World Cafe Live. Next weekend, I will be in Burlington, Vermont on my birthday, November 10th, and Portland, Maine on the 11th. So come check us out, carbonleaf.com to get tickets. Um, also, you can buy merch for After the Gig, After the Gig merch at afterthegigpod.com. You can email me at afterthegigpod at gmail.com. And you can also check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthegig. And uh, you can support the show and me there. So... Without further ado, here is some uh, music by Monty R.I. This song is called Island City. I believe it's the only song that features Ryan on lead vocals, and it's one of my one of my faves. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, also, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, I had uh, I was featuring a new track from the new EP by Kid Mammoth, which is a friend of the show, Dean Anschutz. 
the uh, drummer from the beautiful, lovely band Red Wanting Blue. And they have a new EP out. It's called Past, Present, Future. And you should all go check it out. Buy it. Stream it on Spotify. You should buy it. Because my spiel at the beginning of the show specified that buying music is better than streaming. So go support your musicians. Go out to a show. Go buy a t-shirt. And I will catch you later. Bye.